Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Um, roll the damn intro. I got nothing to say. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Elias scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup! Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chalky, play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. I have never been this disappointed to record an episode in my entire career here at Locked On, and I'm almost 500 episodes in, I am baffled. I am stunned. I am disgusted. I am flabbergasted. I'm running out of adjectives to describe it. Because moments after Johnny Goodrow announced that he was going to sign with the Columbus Blue Jackets, I'm hitting record because uh, the thoughts are still fresh in my mind. And I just need to vent. I need to let it all out. Now, in the previous episode, I did say that if Johnny Goodrow were to sign with a team other than the New Jersey Devils, I would be okay with it because at the end of the day, I thought it was a family decision. That was the narrative going into his whole free agency period, which is why he decided to leave the Calgary Flames and leave a lot of money on the table because he wanted to go back out east. He wanted to go back home, whether that was the Philadelphia Flyers or maybe go back to his hometown state of New Jersey or maybe even go up to New York, whatever the case might be. That was the overall narrative going into this free agency period for Johnny Goodrow. Now, obviously, the New Jersey Devils, they made a few moves prior to Johnny Goodrow announcing that he was going to sign with the Blue Jackets. Obviously, they traded away Pavel Zaka. We got Andrew Burnett as one of our assistant coaches. You know, I I know there's other things to talk about, but for the time being, I'm not going to pretend that there isn't an elephant in the room. And I know you guys probably don't want to hear it, but at the same time, I need to express it. Because, look, I know I said I wouldn't be disappointed, but going to the Columbus Blue Jackets, the reason I'm so baffled, I'm so disgusted, I'm flabbergasted, I'm stunned, the reason why I'm all those things is just because why is he going to the Columbus Blue Jackets? Like, why is he putting money like what why is he leaving money on the table compared to the calgary flames the new york islanders and the new jersey devils to go to the columbus blue jackets like what was his overall mindset i guess what he meant by go back home he wanted to go back to the states and not particularly the east In, in the last episode and previous episodes prior to that i talked about how the flyers the devils and the islanders were on the front line to possibly pick up Johnny Goodrow, they were going to be the biggest suitors for his uh, services. I did not anticipate that a wild card team, the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, would pick him up. What I mean by wild card team is this, because what I previously said, you know, I said those three teams were the favorites to possibly land Johnny Goodrow, and I said there's possibly a wild card team. I thought it was the Seattle Kraken, quite honestly, but then reports started swirling saying that it was going to be the Columbus Blue Jackets who are going to offer him a deal. And it took him hours to make a decision because the, the clock struck uh, afternoon. And I was just like, okay, in an hour or two, Johnny Goodrow is going to announce which team he's going to join because 
I'm pretty sure he's seen all the offers on the table. I'm sure he's discussed it with his family. I'm sure he's done all the necessary procedures to just uh, figure out which direction is best suited for his career because he's in his late 20s when he signed this new contract. Obviously, this is going to put him into his late 30s. So this is basically a career move for Johnny Goodrow. This is make or break. I was like, okay, you know, if he goes to the Philadelphia Flyers, if he goes to the New York Islanders, I can't really be mad because it's another East Coast team and maybe uh, he considered everything to the minuscule detail. But going to the Columbus Blue Jackets, I'm sorry to repeat myself, it doesn't really make sense. I don't get it. Here's one of the biggest free agents available in recent memory in the hockey world. Johnny Goodrow, Johnny Hockey, the guy who put up 100-plus points last season. I get that a lot of Devils fans weren't really big on picking him up just because we would have to pay him a lot of money and it could come back to bite us. But I was just like, his worst is still better than our best. He could be that player to take our team to the next level. In fact, he was supposed to be that player that takes our team to the next level because he's better than Kevin Fiala. He's better than Alex DeBrinkett. So that's why I was banking on Tom Fitzgerald making those smart business moves by skipping out on Kevin Fiala and Alex DeBrinkett because he was putting all his pawns, he was putting all his money on Johnny Goodrow. And unfortunately, when you take a gamble, there's no guarantee that you're going to win. Ultimately, I'm, I'm, I'm just confused, guys. I don't know what else to say. Because you first you leave the Calgary Flames, a team that put out the red carpet for you and basically said, we want you here. We're going to sign you to this big contract. You're going to be one of the most paid Calgary Flames players in history, if not the biggest. And then you were like, oh, no, it was an emotional talk, but I don't want to go back to Calgary. I want to go back home. This is a family decision. And you put on this whole song and dance saying that family is important. And you go to the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm not trying to knock on Columbus. I'm not trying to knock on the team. I'm not trying to do any of that. But Columbus Blue Jackets fans, let, let's be real here. Did you honestly, legitimately thought you were going to land Johnny Goodrow? Because the only reason why I was latching on to Johnny Goodrow was because he said he was big on just going back out east, going back to his family, wanting to be closer to them, and this was a family decision. I don't get it, guys. I really don't. I'm baffled. I'm stunned. I, I, I don't even know what to say anymore. I've never been this disappointed to record an episode. And I was real patient with Johnny Goodrow, too. Because he was taking a long time to make his decision, and rightfully so, because like I said, once his contract is up with any team that he decides to sign with, he's going to be in his late 30s, and this is basically going to be most likely his last big contract. And, you know, he's going to be there for a while, so he's probably looking at this long term. I was just like, okay, between the Flyers and between the Islanders, I get that the Islanders made the playoffs last year, but look at the New Jersey Devils. We got Jesper Bratt, who's starting to blossom into his own. Our captain, Nico Keisher, is a great two-way player. He can put his name into the running for the Frank J. Selkie Award. Then you got Jack Hughes. I legitimately do believe that Jack Hughes can someday win the Hart Memorial Trophy, and I think he's going to be the first New Jersey Devils player in franchise history to eclipse 100 points. I genuinely believe that. And not only that, but we, we tried sacrificing everything for you. We, we took a gamble, and I get that it didn't pay out, but there's a reason why we didn't trade for Kevin Fiala. There's a reason why we didn't trade for Alex DeBrincat. because if you guys recall a couple episodes ago when I was talking to Ryan from NJ.com, he was like the 
Minnesota Wild were the first ones to call the New Jersey Devils and say, hey, we got a trade for you or we got an offer for you. And then the reason why they just decided to back away from the Alex DeBrincat deal is because Alex DeBrincat has not signed an extension. So this could just be a rental for the Ottawa Senators. I highly doubt it, but still, that's something to take into consideration. And Tom Fitzgerald was smart about that. Obviously, we didn't get our number one option in the draft because Uri Slavkovsky went number one. But Simon Nemish is definitely going to be something special. I genuinely believe that because he was still projected to go top five, maybe not number two, but top five somewhere. Oh, my God. I, I don't know what else to say, guys. I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry. Johnny Goodrow, you are public enemy, enemy number one, buddy. Seriously, like, I, I don't know what else to say. I feel bad for the Islanders. I feel bad for the Flames. I don't really feel bad uh, for the Flyers because it's their own fault why they were put in that position. And then they had the audacity to say that they were never that interested in Johnny Goodrow. How dare you? Okay, so I feel bad for some of the teams that Johnny Goodrow basically clowned on because it was just like you said you left the Calgary Flames. You left money on the table because you want to go back home. Respectable. But instead of going to the New Jersey Devils or the New York Islanders, a you know, a, a team out in East. I get that the Columbus Blue Jackets are in our division, but they're not out East. They're not. They're still a good distance away from it. And I should know. I lived in Adrian, Michigan the last four years. I told you guys in the last episode, that's on the border of Michigan and Ohio. It's barely in Michigan. It's closer to Ohio. So I, I know that drive, that flight, whatever the case might be, it's not an easy thing to do. This doesn't make sense. Like, why Why is he taking less money to go to the Columbus Blue Jackets? Like, what is he? I, I don't know, guys. Devils took an L. That's all I could say. I'm really disappointed that it's come down to this. But next man up. Now let's focus on trying to extend Jesper Bratt. And let's just focus on just trying to fill out the rest of our roster and just play the best we can because we still have the cap space. But... Oh boy, I don't I don't know what else to say, guys. I'm I'm really disappointed. Like I, I know I sound like a broken record when I say this, but I'm I'm really genuinely hurt. I'm stunned. I I don't know what else to say. Obviously, the New Jersey Devils made a few other moves uh before Johnny Goodrow made his announcement. So I want to talk about that momentarily. But before we continue, I want to bring you guys the first live read this morning. And it comes from our friends at betonline.net. Remember, gamble responsibly. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and MLB season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Congratulations. If you put your money on Johnny Goodrow to sign with the, with the Columbus Blue Jackets, power to you. More power to you, buddy. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Can't reiterate this enough. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, and now the second live read comes from an OG sponsor of the network, RockAuto.com. So with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and miles, it's now possible for your local chain all-parts store to stock all the parts you need. Winder, often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, and wait while the person behind the counter offers the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. 
Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every consumer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website to find all the solutions to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts for, available for your car or truck right locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Now, before I switch over into the next subject and talk about the Pavel Zaka trade, I'm just going to leave it with this in terms of Johnny Goodrow. I, I don't know what else to say. I'm, I'm stunned. I'm, I'm hurt. And honestly, I, I legitimately thought he was going to come to the New Jersey Devils. I, I really thought, just imagine how cool that would have been. You know, Jack Hughes paired alongside with Johnny Goodrow or Nico Heischer paired alongside with uh, Johnny Goodrow. And for any of you saying that the size was an issue or maybe that's one of the reasons why he didn't want to join, I don't know how many times I have to say this, but according to EliteProspects.com, in terms of average height and average weight in the NHL, the New Jersey Devils are in the top 10 in both categories. So we're actually a very big team. So I don't think getting Johnny Goodrow would have been that much of an issue in terms of his size. I get that you guys say no more smaller players, primarily because of Jack Hughes and others. But come on, guys. Like, it's Johnny Hockey. Opportunities like that don't come around often, which is why I'm so disappointed. It's just because, you know – when is this going to happen again? That, that's my overall question. Like, what, when are we going to have a big-name player basically throw the NHL a bone and say, hey, I'm not going to make the easy decision and I'm not going to return to the team that everyone thinks I'm going to return to. I'm not going to return to the team that made a deep playoff run. I'm not going to return to the team that has a once-in-a-generation type talent in Matthew Kachuk, and I'm going to test free agency. I'm going to go to a bottom-tier team because it, it's closer to home. That's not going to happen too often. It, and I don't think it's going to happen for a very long time. So I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm really stunned. And uh, I guess it's just time to move on to the next subject because when I woke up this morning, it was revealed that the New Jersey Devils traded away Pavel Zaka to the Boston Bruins in exchange for Eric Halla. Now here's the thing about the trade and here was my initial reaction. And I said it on Twitter. So for any of you who don't follow me on Twitter, here's what I said about the overall trade scenario. I think this just gives the New Jersey Devils a new breath of fresh air when it comes to Eric Halla because obviously we weren't getting anywhere with Pavel Zaka. I thought we were getting somewhere with him last season when he was able to have a productive year in the 56-game season, but he took a couple steps back, and I said if Pavel Zaka is uh, given an offer by the New Jersey Devils, he's nothing more than just a trade pawn at this point. Like I said I would be genuinely surprised if Pavel Zaka – suited up for the New Jersey Devils this upcoming year because at this point he's just a trade pawn and we're going to see what happens and we get Eric Halla nothing really special about him and he's a center so I think the overall mindset for the New Jersey Devils is simply this I think that they anticipate to move Dawson Mercer to the winger position because Mercer was able to uh, see some success when he was paired alongside with Jack Hughes because when Mercer was running his own line on the bottom six he wasn't really getting the same production that he was getting at early on in the season. So they decided to put him alongside with a all-star in Jack Hughes and Mercer was able to pick it up at some parts in the game, still uh, inconsistent, but still suited up in every game. And I expect uh, Mercer to take his game to hopefully another level and not hit, hit the sophomore year slump. So I think that's the overall mindset, which is the New Jersey Devils were just looking for more depth at the center position. So that way they felt a little more comfortable 
to move Dawson Mercer to a winger position. That's my overall take. That's my overall opinion. But when looking at Eric Hala, there's really, like I said, nothing too special about him. There's nothing flashy. We didn't really get much out of uh, Pavel Zaka. But here's one thing I can't say. Appeared in 78 games. He had 18 goals, 26 assists for a grand total of 44 points. Now, here's the thing. Um, That's actually like either third or fourth most points on the New Jersey Devils if you were to have those same type of stats. Because remember, outside of our big three, we didn't get much offensive production. And so uh, getting someone like Eric Hala, you know, while he won't be the first scoring option, at least he gives us something more than Pavel Zaka. That's all I got to say, because Pavel Zaka, I believe he started the season off decently, but then he kind of fell off a little bit because last season Zaka appeared in 70 games and he only had 36 points. And to put that into perspective, last year he suited up in 50, 50 games exactly out of the 56-game season, and he had 35 points. So going back to what I said, I thought we would see more production and more growth from Pavel Zaka, and I genuinely believed it. But he took a couple steps backwards, and he played in more games. So, um, yeah, so getting someone like Eric Halla just gives the New Jersey Devils a breath of fresh air, and maybe they – feel as though they can get a diamond in the rough. But if I'm being completely 100% honest with you guys, if the Boston Bruins are able to unlock some untapped potential from Pavel Zaka, because keep in mind he was drafted relatively high in his respective draft class alongside with Connor McDavid, uh, Jack Eichel, Mitchell Marner, all those guys. So uh, if the Boston Bruins are able to, you know, get that untapped potential from Pavel Zaka and just get him to half of what he was supposed to be, I think they win the trade, in, in my honest opinion. But uh, we'll, we'll just focus on Eric Hala. We'll see where he goes. We'll see where he develops. But the one thing I could say about Hala is that he he previously played for the Vegas Golden Knights. He previously played for the Carolina Hurricanes, Florida Panthers, Nashville Predators, and obviously last year, the Boston Bruins. So he does have playoff experience, and he's 31 years of age, which makes him one of the more older players on the Devils roster. So it looks like the New Jersey Devils are just trying to go – for more, um, more experience and just, you know, like I said, that, that we, we need some veteran leadership. It was one of the reasons why I was big on bringing back P.K. Subban just because he provides that because he's been in that situation plenty of times and he knows what it takes to possibly take an organization to the next level. He's a great locker room presence. And th- that's all I want you guys to take into consideration when looking at someone like P.K. Subban and Speaking of which, I think the New Jersey Devils found the replacement for P.K. Subban, and that is Brendan Smith. They signed him to a two-year, $1.1 million annual deal. And the thing about Brandon's, or Brendan Smith, excuse me, uh, he's not really going to give us that much offensive production. He's going to be a bottom four defenseman, in my opinion, and I believe that's going to be the replacement for P.K. Subban. And the thing about Brendan Smith is similar to Hala. Smith is 33 years of age. He's been in the league for a decent while, over 10 years. So uh, he gives that experience and that leadership that I think the New Jersey Devils are looking for. So when looking at Eric Halla, when looking at Brendan Smith, yeah, not really big name guys that the New Jersey Devils were after. And ultimately, it's a far cry from what they were possibly hoping to get in Johnny Goodrow. But at the same time, we get a little older, we get a little more experience, and hopefully these guys can really be the glue pieces or just try to be the band of misfits and just try to get these kids in check so that way they can develop in the right direction. Now, let's talk about a coaching change. And no, Lindy Ruff was not fired. 
Andrew Burnett will be an assistant coach for the New Jersey Devils. Now, when I saw the news about this, I was jumping for glee. I was excited. I was like, finally, now we can even out a little bit more because a lot of people were not big on Lindy Ruff, but I think a lot of people will be big on Burnett being behind the bench with Lindy Ruff because the fact of the matter is, look what uh, Burnett was able to do to the Florida Panthers just this past season in the midst of all the controversy. We know the reason why he took over as head coach for the Florida Panthers, but we don't need to specify it. We get the scandal that happened with the previous head coach and also what happened in the Chicago Blackhawks organization years ago. So we don't need to uh, go back on that dark story. But ultimately what Burnett was able to do was that he was able to still lead the Florida Panthers to the president's trophy. So they had the best record in the NHL. He was a Jack Adams finalist. And this is kind of a win-win scenario for the New Jersey Devils because here's the thing. A lot of people going into the offseason weren't really big on Lindy Ruff. There was a whole movement to try to get him fired. A lot of people were saying he was cooked. A lot of people said he was seeing red. I was one of the few minorities to say that, hey, I think Lindy Ruff is not really the problem. I think it's just what he has to work with. So, you know, getting someone like Burnett, someone who just won the president's trophy, uh, being a head coach and someone who was in the running for the Jack Adams award. I, I think that kind of does balance it out a little bit because it, like I said, it's a win-win. So either Lindy Ruff does well and he's able to develop young guys a, a bit further and they're able to take their games to the next level. Or things fail and we still can sleep well at night knowing that we have a decent backup in store because, let's face it, I believe that Burnett would be the interim head coach if Lindy Ruff were hypothetically to be fired. And like I said, Jack Adams finalist, able to lead the Florida Panthers to a President's Trophy, having the best record in the NHL. So that's some win-win action and that's some good um, that's some good bodies to have behind the bench, if, if, if that makes sense, which is just good leadership, evens it out a little bit. So People who weren't big on Lindy Ruff and people who are big on Lindy Ruff, hopefully we could come together and shake hands and just come to that compromise saying Lindy Ruff could still be the head coach, but we want a decent assistant coach. So we upgrade from Alon Nazardine and Mark Recchi to now getting uh, Burnett as one of our assistant coach. So hopefully Andrew Burnett is able to do wonders for New Jersey Devils. Hopefully he's able to give uh, Lindy Ruff just that knowledge and insight. I, I get that Lindy Ruff is one of the more winningest coaches in NHL history, but there's a reason why he saw more success early on in his coaching tenure. So having someone who's had more recent success, someone like Andrew Burnett, then that can really even it out a little bit for Lindy Ruff, give him a new perspective on things, say, hey, here's how you do it. And once again, Andrew Burnett was able to uh, just step foot into the fire. He was able to calm the storm a little bit. He was still able to help the Florida Panthers just – maintain that winning consistency and just get to the playoffs and have the best record in the NHL and just, you know, be that person that I think the Florida Panthers were really hoping for him to be, because I, I thought the Florida Panthers would honestly crash and burn because it was still a little early on in the season. A lot could have happened, but they were able to maintain the storm. They were able to weather the sails. So uh, more power to Burnett and hopefully he is a good assistant coach for New Jersey Devils. But Despite getting Smith, despite getting Hala, despite getting Burnett, I'm still very disappointed. I'm very sad that we struck out with Johnny Goodrow. So let me know what you guys think about these small moves by the New Jersey Devils by getting Eric Hala, Brendan Smith, and also Andrew Burnett as an assistant coach. I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. And also, please rant to me. Why did Johnny Goodrow 
go to the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm not trying to slander any Blue Jackets fans out there. I'm not trying to slander your team. I'm not trying to slander your city. I'm just a little confused because Columbus, Ohio, last time I checked, is in the Midwest, not on the East Coast. The, the, but, you know, what do I know? So let me know what you guys think. Uh, hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMatt4, the show's Twitter page at Locked on Devils. Close to 500 subscribers. Goal is to get to 1,000 before puck drop, and we're on that grind. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again, and I'm going to pour myself a glass of wine.